Support for Great Minds is provided by The Wine Store, located at 1200 Central Avenue in Naples. The Wine Store offers a unique selection of wines from small production, artisan, and family-owned wineries. Their in-store wine education center hosts classes for the novice and connoisseur alike. Details are at thewinestorenaples.com. Welcome to Grape Minds, a wine-centric podcast where two wine-loving friends take a look beyond what's in the glass. We dig a little deeper into the stories, the culture, and the history behind the wine. I'm Julie Glenn. And I'm Gina Birch. We also keep an eye on the calendar. And although we don't hit all of the national and international days of recognition for a particular grape or region, um, we are able to hit this one, and I'm really excited about it. October is... Merlot month. It gets its own month. It does. It it deserves it. It is a workhorse. Um, There's an entire movement called Merlot Me, even a website that's dedicated to it, to united wine drinkers who love the grape and recruit those who think they don't for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Maybe you've had an unimpressive bottle or two, or maybe you still subconsciously are being affected by that movie Sideways. Uh, Okay. Yep. 2004 movie, if you aren't familiar with it by now, where Miles, he's the character played by Paul Giamatti. Um, He famously disrespects Merlot, praising instead the virtues of Pinot Noir. And then this is the funny thing that I don't think a lot of people get. In the last scene, he drinks his prized uh, 1961 Cheval Blanc, I think it is, and and he's drinking it out of a plastic cup, which is horrendous on its own. But Mm -hmm. uh, besides that, the part of this scene that goes past people a lot is the Cheval Blanc, which is mostly a Merlot. Mm -hmm. Merlot is a a big, big player in big, expensive Bordeaux. And so he's talking about how uh, disrespectful Merlot is. And that's his prized like, possession. Yeah. Merlot was just terrible. Anything but Merlot. Yeah. And, yeah, that's where we had ABC, too. The, yeah. Anything but Chardonnay, too. Mm-hmm. That happened at about the same time. Yep. Chardonnay and Merlot really fell out of favor there pretty quickly. And it's funny, too, because Chateau Petrus, the most famous and most expensive of the Merlots, uh, the owner of Chateau Petrus was in town for the Naples Winter Wine Festival several mm-hmm. years ago. And I was able to have a conversation with him. I asked him about Sideways. And he was like, I hated that movie. <laughs> he really, really did. Um, and he said they came to me and wanted Petrus to be his sought-after wine. Wow. And he said, no, I just didn't like the movie. So he chose not to be part of it. I'm pretty sure their sales have not been dented. No, I don't think by so the, at all. Uh, Merlot backlash. <laughs> so historically, Merlot has been a star in blends uh, found in Bordeaux, most notably with its bolder half-brother Cabernet Sauvignon. It's also widely grown in Italy, and it's used in many of the best super Tuscans. Mm. It brings rounder edges to any wine. It fills in around harsh acidity, and it softens those tannins. Well, um, I know particularly that you like... Washington State Merlots. I do. So I brought one in this morning. This is Seven Hills. So I already poured it. It's in the glass. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to take a little sniffing, sniffy and smelly and a tasty. Now, this is from Walla Walla. And that it does, it's 85% Merlot. It has a little bit of Cab Sauv in there, 11%, and a, a, a skosh of the Cab Franc. A skosh. 4% of that. And this averages uh, $25. It's in that $25 bottle range. It's like keeping cost. it all in the family. Yeah, right. Because Cab Franc is Cab Sauv's dad. And, and then Merlot's the Merlot half-brother? is Cab Sauv's half brother. Or something like or that. Or sister. They're all related. Oh, yeah. Could I be, know they all have to be boys. It could be gender neutral. I mean, I it should think they be, are. Really. Yeah. Um, 
<clears throat> anyway, but I do love Merlot. I, it's always been a grape that I've liked. Um, uh, it didn't perform that. And I do have a confession to make. Um, I'm not going to be able to taste that well. So don't trust my judgment on the tasties. Mm-hmm. I can sniff just fine. But um, I've been undergoing some radiation and chemotherapy for a thing that I've been dealing with. And I'm telling you, man, it just is murder on the taste buds. That's crazy how it affects that, right? Is it? Do you taste more metallic stuff? I would I would guess it'd be more metallic-y. Or, yeah, it yeah. tastes like I took a... Have you ever taken a zinc lozenge oh, yes. to try to get a stave off a cold? That screws up your palate huge. I mean, like for hours. Yeah. And so then you go to a wine tasting, and you're like, everything tastes flat. Yeah. Yeah. It's just sad. And it's been that way for several months now. So it's uh, since if you would have told me in the beginning of July I would not have wine for several months mm-hmm. and be okay with that, I would have been like, do you know me? Yeah. Have, you, have you met me? <laughs> That's not a possibility. But honestly, I don't really... It doesn't. It just doesn't taste right. You know, right. I tried a rosé yesterday, and I was like, "Oh." You did try one a couple of weeks ago that you said was that you could taste, good. right? I think um, sweeter wines work mm. a little bit better because it seems like it's towards the back of the tongue that it's mainly affected, and mm. that's not where you taste the sweet. You taste the sweet up front. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The whole thing's just deadened. So anyway, don't trust my opinion of the wine based but on taste. But I will smell. tell you that it smells awesome. It does smell mm-hmm. great. Get a lot of fresh berries. Mm-hmm. And- and some deep dark berries too. I mean, you get a little of both, and some herb, herbal qualities. Mm-hmm. It really does. Mm. I'm swirling. That's okay. It's a beautiful color. Again, this one that we're trying is Seven Hills. We're going to put all of these photos online. Of course, we're going to do the hashtag Merlot Me because we've got to mm-hmm. um, represent and and be part of the movement here. Merlot Me um, and Washington Merlot has long been one of my faves. They've been doing great things with it. Here's a cup. If you need to spit too. Mm. Oh, honey. She just made the most awful face. I'm so sad. <laughs> I'm sad for you. I do mm. love wine, but I'm very And wine s- loves you, and it will return. It will love me Your back eventually. Return. But, yeah, so the buds will come back, but I will say that it does smell fabulous. It's got some nice cherries on the palate. It's and beautiful a color, earthy, too. A little rustic. It's got a rustic characteristic to it mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. I find appealing. So these came from um, did these these came from a public relations agency. Yes, okay. yes, they were all sent to me. And the, this is from Walla Walla Valley, 2016 Merlot. And uh, let's see, but that has some spice. Boy, that's gonna. You know what? This one. These are all. I do um, get that spicy, like a little white pepper action. Yeah, total white pepper. I think they're all 2016 actually that we okay. have. So I could definitely see where this one could use uh, benefit from a little time um, to let it rest a little, but it's still drinking nicely and and to have it with a. Oh gosh, I, I would I would want a big piece of meat with this. I think. Yeah, a nice fillet mm-hmm. that doesn't mm-hmm. require a lot of tannins to cut right. through your fat. Um, so this is saying that it has a soft, lush palette of black cherry and spice with a refreshing light undertone. I don't think there's anything soft about what I'm tasting, but if it sits in the glass a little yeah. more, I think it will soften. It'll up. probably yeah. uh, chill out a little bit. You know, Merlot is. Uh, we're talking about how it was fa- had fallen out of favor, and a lot of it was. Uh, uh, timing with the sideways thing, but let's be honest, um, there was they were overplanting in a lot of areas. There was some crappy merlot, and there was there. some really bad merlot. Well, I mean, they just... were ripping up vines and planting where it shouldn't have been, yeah. and and it does have a thin skin. The the berries are a little; they're not packed as tight, so mm-hmm. they can get a lot of um, what they is it, mildew and stuff. Yeah, crud. Yeah, <laughs> cruds, cruds that make it not, not so good. Well, the thing is, we had um, what happened was that in the American like wine uh, trajectory, you look at 1970s, the French paradox came out, and mm-hmm. everybody in America is like, "Great, I'm going to be thin like a French woman and drink wine now." <laughs> and red wine has more uh, antioxidants allegedly than mm-hmm. white wine. I don't know if that's actually been proven, but that was kind of what people were going off of. Um, so 
then people were like, okay, what is the most approachable red wine? And Merlot ended up kind of filling that that void. And we had a lot of spaces in California where it would grow pretty readily. Mm-hmm. But a couple of bad vintages and uh, the demand for volume uh, exceeded the amount that was planted. So they're planting it in places they shouldn't plant. Right. And so the Merlot's is coming out like water, kind mm-hmm. of. And it just, yeah. so it just ended up getting a bad reputation and people then had to backlash against it. You know how everybody does. They love it, love it, love it, love it. And then like, oh my God, yes, it's so fashion. fruity. Oh. Or, That's so high alcohol. I cannot even take anything. I'm not wearing pointed from... toes right now. Are I you know. kidding? <laughs> <laughs> Those were so White after Labor yeah. Day? Um, anyway, so yeah, so it ended up becoming unfashionable and that was really sad for Merlot. But it actually ended up being good for Merlot because then people started keeping it in places where it was supposed to have been planted all along. The good ones survived. And, and that's kind of the way it is in life in general, right? I mean, if you're in the right thing, you're uh, the right spot. You're doing the right thing. I mean, with a few exceptions, like things, things once that come to my mind are Duckhorn, mm-hmm. um, Paul Meyer, Schaefer. Uh, there's one called Matera that I've tried. And those things, those those brands have just always been consistent with their Mer- Merlot. They've always done a great job with it. And they didn't give up when the rest of the market went, when the market went south. They're like, you know, you know what? This is a great wine. They We're not giving up. Yeah. And you know who was another big believer of that through the entire downturn was the, uh, remember the Meeker Merlot? Meeker. Oh, The yeah. handprint Merlot. And that's a big dog, too. I still have a few of those. i got to check out the years. But they're they're probably standing up really good because that was a big old Merlot. Yeah. That was uh, the Cab Drinker's Merlot is what somebody called mm-hmm. it one time. And I was like, no, it's better than that. Yeah. And they had <laughs> because, the Four Kings. And yeah, the Four Kings. Oh, man, they have some good stuff. They yeah. do have great stuff. But, and that, that bottle is the iconic bottle with the paint that mm-hmm. they dip their hands in and put it put on their, the bottles. Mm-hmm. And we know this because we know them because they've come down uh, to our area a number of times. And I've always loved and respected that one. And that is one that powered through the I Hate Merlot era. Yeah. Well, we've had the Meekers on our podcast yeah, in the yeah, past, too, at the, the from the Wine Fest. And, yeah, so it's always uh, – Interesting to see what they were doing and what their new things that they were coming out with. I think they had come out with a new white wine when we spoke to them last time. Uh, yeah, that there. Verdejo. Yes. Man, yeah. it was good, too. Anyway, okay, so now we're back to Merlot, and this is who? We're moving to Napa, and we're going to Rutherford. So we thought that one had some dust. I'm wondering if this one's going to have a little rusticness to it. Um, so Peju, um, Lisa Peju, she's all over the place right now. She and her sister, I think Elaine is her name, uh, or Ariana. Sorry, I should have known that because it's your daughter's name. <laughs> um, and and they, they do some really great wines. They've taken over. I, I believe they're doing a second label, too, but which is a whole other story. But this is, a, again, a, a 2016. The family's been, been making wine for a long, long time. And um, let's see what this, this one is. This smells lighter than the other mm-hmm. one. Oh, yeah. It's a totally it? different nose. It's in the same price range. No, it's not. I take that back. This is forty eight. Uh-huh. I thought for some Depending reason. Depending on it was... where you're at and your retailer exactly. and the taxes in your state mm-hmm. and the transportation costs getting to your state. This the, is the suggested from yeah, the winery. It's so hard with suggested retail pricing. Um it's what the winery would like to see it on the shelf at, really. Right. Um so this is for what was the first one? The, that was the 25, oh, so the 25 range, Wait, the Walla Walla one. Okay. So, oh, yeah, 25. That's a lot of wine for $25. I'm that telling is, you right now. Yeah. It's, uh, if you can get that, the Seven Hills, definitely grab a bottle and, and put it away and let it make friends with its all of its components a little longer. But this one. Let the big party tannins yeah. pass out at the bottom of the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <you know. laughs> okay, here we are. Mm. It's a nice nose. It's aromatic. This one's more aromatic to me. Mm. Mm. Saddest, sad faced, but it smells great. It's really, it's kind of got a more floral, like rose kind of, mm-hmm. like brambly rose kind of deal. It's got a lot of cherry and blackberry in it, and the flavor. Um, 
it's it's not as much of a punch as the other one. The other one we were talking about, the white pepper, the one mm-hmm, from Walla mm-hmm. Walla. This is a little more subtle, um, but it still has uh, some some uh, herbaceousness to it and some spice. Um, I'm going to try to do the thing, you know, where you slurp it on the back of your yeah. soft palate back there. I'm going to see if that helps anything. Okay. Like skip the front. Just go right to the back? Yeah. I'm going to see if that works. Okay. <clears throat> so if that. you hear slurpy sounds I'll, or I'll, if you I'll hear s- me gagging, it's because I messed up <laughs> trying to slurp. I'll talk over you. But um, but I do get a little little bit of pomegranate in that too. We were talking about the red fruits and the mm-hmm. – you went, you went right to the back. Did it work? Better. Better but not, not – It's better to skip the front part of the mm-hmm. tongue. Mm. You know why? Mm-mm. Allegedly with the tongue mapping, which there are arguments about that now, the sweet is on the front. And so mm-hmm. it's like I'm missing all of that somehow up there, you know? Yeah. Because I'm finding that I really want sweet stuff that's sweet, sweet, and mm. I want more salt. And salt's on the back on the side. So everything's just basically dead. The Peju, they made uh, 4,800 cases of this one. Um, and I, I think this is one that drinks well right now. Uh, you could and if definitely you've ever, have some If you've ever been to the Napa Valley, you know, and you've gone up 92 or yeah. 29 or what? what is the highway? 29? 29. 29. Uh, nice job. Uh, 29, uh, you know this property because it has those iconic. Beautiful. Like oh, this, weird. Those, they look like they Dr. Spruce? Seuss trees. I don't know what they are, but they, they're out front along the driveway and they just kind of are like reaching. Mm-hmm. And they look like you need to attach a flag to it. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> Buy one, get one. No, not really. They don't do that. <laughs> it's a striking bottle, too. It's really beautiful. Um, so if you're looking for host or hostess gifts going into the holiday season, this is a really nice one to take it's a to great people. One. Mm-hmm. And I like the family, too. You know, we, we, we've... They're just they're just a, they're cool. When we've met them, they've been really great, and I always like to support people that we like as well. You mm-hmm. know? So this would be one to try to if you do give it to someone as a host or hostess gift, try to see if they'll open it for you while you're there. <laughs> yes, this would be one that you'd like for them I to do would, that. With. I would want to that drink that one too. <laughs> so we're moving on to Napa Valley to a Mount Veter. So we we were just in Rutherford. Now we're going up into some elevation. And this one is uh, – it's Mount Brave, but it, but the fruit comes from Mount Veter. Mount Brave has been uh, harvesting and doing grapes in, in this area, Mount Veter, for a long time. It's a, a prestigious area. If you see Mount Veter on bottles, you typically know it's going to be or have an expectation that it's going to be a little higher quality uh, and a higher price. And this one is they're, – they're – you know, putting the retail average retail around eighty dollars for this one. So we're really kind of skipping through the the price range here and um, and the areas where Merlot is produced. Yeah, I think if you're going to be charging eighty dollars for Merlot, that's from the United States anywhere. You have to be coming from a place that has quite the provenance, right? Because people aren't willing to spend a whole lot of money on certain varietals. I tell you, I tried one uh, La Jota, mm-hmm. and it was right in this price range too. And how, it was from Hell Mountain, and I just had that last week, and oh my gosh, it knocked my socks off. Well, I'm, I bet it's so awesome. darn good. The, the thing is, when you do a really high buck Merlot, mm-hmm. I think it's worth like twice as much as a medium buck caps uh-huh. off, personally. Yeah, I totally, you know, and you're, and we were paying that much for it, and it was worth every penny, and I would have drank that over or consumed that over a, a, any similar cab any mm-hmm. day. It might have just been the, the company and the food, too, but I, I think I would have, I would do it again, for sure. So this one, to me, kind of smells a little bit more integrated. It seems like it has less arms and legs sticking out somehow, just on mm-hmm. the nose. What do you think? Yeah, more, a little more balanced. There's not uh, anything that's really standing out and, and sticking me in the eye with a fork. Yeah, and it's not like super fruit ball, and it's not really extra floral, and but it's just all kind of together, like mm. a good bouquet. Like there's a lot of mm. complementary 
aromas that are working it's together. It's together on my palate, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Please be good. Please, you know, tongue, just wake skip, up. Skip the top. <laughs> Go to the back. <laughs> Here, you want me to smack it for you? <laughs> yeah, just smack my tongue and make it wake up. Mm. This is another one that I think needs to open. Some of these, some of these younger, big wines just need to, a little air to them, decant this, and I think it's going to open up even better, but it's really nice right now. I can tell at the end of the meal or when you want that one last sip, uh-huh. it's going to be gone and you're going to be sad. Are you finding that this has um, uh, more viscosity to it? A little bit thicker? Yeah, it feels a little heavier, the, the texture on the palate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. I'm not sure. Let's see if we can have the, the text sheets here that let us know. Uh, 29 days, maceration, barrel aging, 29 months in French. 73% was new. Um it's a lot of new. Yeah, it is. It's a hundred, and this one's a hundred percent. So the other two had a little bit of splash of a couple of other grapes in there that they all make friends with to kind of round maybe it's things the out. lack of astringency that is making this like work on chemo palette a little bit better. Maybe <laughs> it's like a chemo <laughs> wine review. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, definitely, you, I can access this a little bit more. This easily. is unfiltered as well. Oh. So I don't know if, you know, when you're talking about how things affect your palate, mm-hmm. if that makes any difference or not. I know this you know, is such a weird, like, over much of a deep dive on the yeah. chemo radiation. But this is, um, I, can, I can definitely sense that it's more viscous. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the flavors on this one are a little bit more integrated. And but I could be totally off. It's not a it's not a big fruit bomb. There's not a whole lot of fruit right at the top. I'm getting more of the, um, mm-hmm. the earthy elements, you know, a little bit of the wood and the... Um, and I, I, but that's again, I think, is something that's going to open up as as it opens. Definitely, I mean, as it sits open. Yeah, definitely getting the oak though for sure. Yeah, faux show. So, um, one of the first things that I said when we were talking about doing a Merlot cast is um, about the name of it. Merlot yes. is so cool, and I remembered it from years and years ago, and then I had to look it up and make sure I was not remembering incorrectly because sometimes I do that, just make things up and think oh, that's a fact. <laughs> um, <laughs> the name traces its meaning to a word. Of the dialect of Occitan, mm-hmm. which is called Gascon. 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 Not to be Sorry. confused with the bad guy in Beauty and the Beast. Yes. Um, <laughs> Gaston. Um, so it's an, an obscure Romance language. It's related to Catalan, sort of. Hmm. Anyway, um, the Gascon word Merlau, M-E-R-L-A-U, which I'm not even sure if that's how you'd pronounce it in Gascon, that refers to a little blackbird. And oh. I was told a long time ago it's because little blackbirds like to go into the vineyards and eat these little eat grapes. Those grapes, I mm-hmm. bet. Yeah. So um, Merlot being the Gascon, and then they just made it into a French version of it with M-E-R-L-O-T. And uh, yeah, and I remember hearing that story also in Italy that blackbirds like to get into the Merlot vineyards. And mm. I don't know if they don't like cab. I'm not sure. I'm Maybe not have sure. A preference. Well, and that's something interesting to find out too about uh, when you're talking about the uh, biodynamic farming and that. How do you keep those blackbirds out off the grapes? I don't know. Nets, maybe. Oh. Nets are okay. They don't really yeah. interfere with anything. We've taken so many rabbit holes in this podcast. There are a lot of all the rabbit holes, yeah. but I'm pretty sure that little blackbirds <laughs> don't have to have chemo and radiation and no. then have problems tasting them or low grapes. No. So they just stick their little nosy beak right in there and suck all that juice. Out. I know they just get it. And so um, anyway, yeah. So that's that's where the name Merlot came from, and we're glad it exists cool. because it's a, it's a good little wine. Well, so now it's Merlot month. Go out and buy a bottle of Merlot. You can check out the, you know, the Mount Brave, the Peju, the Seven Hills, the La Hotel, the ones that we talked 
talked about this morning. And when you do it, uh, get on your uh, social media and put hashtag MerlotMe and go to the website and kind of it's kind of fun to see and read read some of the articles that are posted there. I want to ask you real quick: Have you ever tried white Merlot? I have, and yeah. I was shocked. When I first – when somebody said that, I'm like, oh, you just didn't leave it on the skins and you, you know, whatever. This is a trick. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. No. Yeah, it was – I tried it um, way back when uh, – it was like my – it was way back. I'm talking like 90s, early 90s. And I was trying it just because it was like, OK, white Zinfandel is white Zinfandel and it gets a lot of what it's coming from from the skin when it's red. But then when it's white Zinfandel, is the, it's just the juice, right? So it ends up just kind of being sweet. Then um, totally conversely, they did a Merlot in the same fashion, mm-hmm. but it had so much more character and flavor because of so much that comes from the Merlot juice, more so than, as you mentioned earlier, the thin skins. Right. They don't have a whole lot. I mean, they do, but not as much to offer the, as the thick skins of like a Zin. So it was really an interesting contrast between the two of them. I'm not suggesting we go get white Zinfandel or anything anytime soon, and I'm not sure we could find a white Merlot. I'm, I think they're out there, but... Um, it was a really interesting... Well, if I find one, I'll pick it up. Yeah. Not the a... Zin, the Merlot. Yeah, we don't really, I think... <laughs> well, you know, there are some people that are trying to uh, elevate the white Zin, you know? Turley. Yeah. Yeah, that was We're really one. Mm-hmm. impressive. That was interesting. Anyway, so Merlot Month, let's focus on our, our, our favorite little grape named after a little blackbird, Merlot. Oh. Great Minds is produced at WGCU Studios on FGCU campus in Fort Myers, Florida. Our producers for online media are Anna Bejarano and Tara Calligan. Technical production is by Mike Canary. Great Minds theme music for Zante is by Colin Mannon. To get in touch, check greatminds.org or call the Grape Line and ask a wine question that we can address on a future show. That number is 707-200-3632. Thanks for listening. 